Good morning. It's good to be back with all of you. Uh, as Pastor Austin said, uh, for most of you, I am not an unknown commodity around here. It is 12 times that I've spoken here, so uh, the the 12th is the charm. I don't know what the word is for that, but uh, it's uh, good to be back. Uh, just for, uh, most of you look familiar, but uh, how many have heard me speak before? Just so, I, uh, all right, so uh, the majority. I'll give you a couple quick updates and then I mean, I'm just glad you're here. When they, when they contacted me about coming, they're like, you know, we're going down to family camp, and they're like, maybe half the church is coming with us, and so I'm just glad to see you. You know, I'm like, I'm going to be preaching this message to myself, you know, and I mean, that would be fine. You know, I need this message this morning, but uh, uh, it's good to have you here with me, so help me out this morning, uh, lean in, because uh, it's, I mean... It's good to see smiling faces. That's, that's a, uh, I didn't know what I was getting, walking myself into here, so it's uh, uh, good to see you all. And I'm excited for this morning. I mean, since it's Fourth of July week, you know, some people would think this is a throwaway Sunday. Uh, why don't we just lean in and have God do something this morning? How's that sound? Uh, I mean, might as well just... Uh, uh, encounter God while we're getting here, you know, <laughs> just a bonus, you know, <laughs> why not? Uh, rather than just go through uh, church as we always do it, you know, we're here, let's, uh, let's meet with God, right? Uh, so I got to, in a second, I have a very uh, simple message. Most of you who have been around church for a while will be like, wow, Kevin, you're so profound. Uh, but uh, sometimes it's not about the, ooh, something new, something exciting. Sometimes we just need to hear from heaven saying uh, he wants to meet with us and encounter Jesus, and uh, that's enough. Uh, and so uh, before I get to that, I did want to give you a few updates. My wife and daughter are not here because uh, my daughter has a more exciting life than I do. Is <laughs> really the reason. Uh, you know, 16-year-old, and her schedule is, you know, like, Wow, this is impressive, you know. <laughs> so she's got worship practice this afternoon and an open house and all the things that uh, teenagers do. And she doesn't have her license, and so my wife's driving her around. Uh, we're in the we're in the chauffeur stage of uh, parenting, and you know, I guess that's all right. I try. She won't let me wear the fun hats, though. You know that the chauffeurs would wear. I, I not. Uh, Actually, she won't even let me come in with her now. We're at that stage of the teenage process, you know. Uh, I had to pick her up from something yesterday. I text her, I'm here. You want me to come in and get you? Uh, no, I'll be out in a second. I'm like, okay, thanks. Uh, we're at that. That's fine. Uh, I, I've never been the cool dad. I've never tried to be the cool dad. So I, I'm comfortable with just, I mean, look at me. <laughs> I'm going to be the cool dad. So that's not going to happen. Uh, I've, I've embraced the nerd within. I'm comfortable with that. Uh, and she quickly became much cooler than I am, and, and I'm, I'm grateful for that. So uh, she, can, she can be the cool kid, and then I'll just... Uh, she's rebelling against my nerdiness. I think that's what it is. She's going to be cool because I'm too nerdy. I don't know. Um, so it was all part of my master plan. Because <laughs> if I was you know, cool, then she would want to be... Anyway, this has, nothing to, this has nothing to do with my message. So uh, uh, that's the update on where they are and why they're not here uh, with... Uh, 
the ministry, God is continuing to open doors. Uh, since you guys uh, are one of our supporters, uh, we are continuing to expand, and God is opening doors around the world. Uh, we, uh, we've been talking about, so I may have mentioned this before, but uh, we've been talking about traveling two to three trips a year overseas to be an encouragement to missionaries, pray in strategic on-site locations, and uh, teach on prayer. Uh, we've been invited by Europe to take, uh, the Assembly's got in Europe to take those trips, and so we're trying to uh, walk through those doors, and we're raising a monthly support base. And so if you want to pray for us, we're down to $120 a month for that first trip, uh, so that we can just kind of every year just do that first trip. And so we're excited about that. And also with that, uh, we've scheduled our trip to go to Belgium this uh, fall, and uh, we're going to be teaching at the uh, Bible College there and uh, whatever else God has planned for that trip. And so uh, November, Belgium, here we, can, we come. Uh, that's an exciting uh, kind of step that we're trying to, to walk through there. So that's uh, enough of that. I want to pray one more time and then we'll jump into this. Lord, open our hearts to your word. Your word is truth. Lord, I pray that we would be changed, that your word would come into our heart, that we would not be distracted by all sorts of other things, but we'd grab a hold of your word. Uh, you teach the story that people would uh, hear the word and the cares of life or the uh, evil one would take it away and they'd lose the benefit of that fruit. So, Lord, I pray that your word would produce its results. In Jesus' name, amen. Now... To set the stage for uh, this morning's message, I have been, uh, by the way, this is my, uh, we, we call in the ministry uh, the summer, the summer of miracles, because we, we do a kind of a fundraising thing, but also kind of just uh, believing for miracles. And so this is kind of my first attempt at my 2023 summer of miracles message. So uh, this is, you guys get to be the guinea pigs, because I, I figured there'd be two of you. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, and, uh, but just to kind of set the stage here, a few years back, whenever you are preaching a message, you want to apply it first to your life, your own life, before you preach it to other people, because uh, that's how you're authentic. Uh, otherwise, you know, get up, then they call you a hypocrite if you get up and preach something that you don't have, actually believe. And so a while back, I was pre preparing to preach a message, and I, long story short, uh, I felt God was leading me to learn Spanish. Now, uh, that's, an, again, a longer story than I have time for this morning, uh, but I committed a while back to learning Spanish ultimately well enough to preach it. Now, <laughs> I'm not there yet. I'm not nearly there yet, but I, I've been in the process of learning, and it's kind of started accelerating this year a little bit more because, I mean, as you learn some stuff, then you can do more stuff with it. And so uh, one of the things that I've been kind of trying, experimenting with is I'll do my devotions in Spanish, <coughs> which is interesting. Uh, who knew God spoke in Spanish? Anyway, you know, uh, I'm just kidding. He doesn't speak. He speaks all the languages, you know. So, uh, But I was doing different experiments. For example, if you've been around church for a while, you've heard Psalms 23. So you may even have it memorized. But try then going into Spanish 
and, you know, I've been in church all my life. You know, I'm the born on Saturday in church on Sunday kid. So I, 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 I've been hearing Psalms 23, and all of a sudden I'm looking. By the way, I was born on Saturday. I was not in church on Sunday. But uh, I, I, I read through Psalms 23, and you have to go word by word almost because I, I, well, I had to because I, I don't know the Spanish. And so I'm looking up every word, and all, all of a sudden, this passage I've heard forever is coming alive in a whole new way because there's different words that are like, oh, that, that word, and you have to kind of do a little study on it. And uh, so it's been so fun. You realize that there's so much depth in this book. Uh, it's just so solid. Uh, Jesus talks about building our life on the book, on the word. It's so strong that we can do that. Uh, there's so much depth into uh, I've been thinking about it. It's almost, you know, when you think about words, it's almost like uh, words that we use are more color than they're black and white because there's depth to every word that, uh, I mean, even in English, there's things that uh, will translate multiple ways. You know, you think about the word ball. You know, there's the bouncy ball. There's uh, a ball gown, you know, ball. Or there's, he's having a ball, like me when I'm preaching. No, I, I show, I, there's um, layers to it. Well, God's word is like that too. I mean, there's so much there that we can kind of rest on. Uh, one of my favorite verses about that is Psalms 12, verse 6. It says, the words of the Lord are flawless, like silver purified in a crucible, like gold refined seven times. God's word is so strong that we can build and find in that Seven times over, you know, I'm not a goldsmith. I, I you know, I, I, I learned the other day, in Spanish, by the way, I, I learned the other day that there's a, if you took all the gold that we know of in the world, it would fill the same size of a boat as a, like an oil. oil uh, there's not that much gold out there, so that's why I don't have any. But uh, uh, even my ring, this is a $20 deal. But anyways, uh, if you look at gold and a... a they refine it by putting heat to it. And, the, and so the psalmist is saying God's word is so powerful and so strong and so pure. It's refined seven times. It's kind of, uh, so you can build your life on this word. Now, okay, I've said all that to set up where we're going here, the story of Jesus that I believe in a moment some of you can experience a miracle. Some of you can experience a miracle this morning. Some of you, as I was traveling up this morning, some of you in this room, well, how many of you would like either a miracle in your life or through your life today? Eh? You, you want that? All right. Well, Jesus has something to say for us. So I was... I was listening, so this next thing I did with uh, learning Spanish was I created a Spanish playlist. Uh, now, so I could create all these, uh, find, find all these Spanish songs that I could, uh, I could uh, 
listen to, you know, worship songs or whatever that I could listen to. Uh, and most of it, I, you know, don't even know what they're saying right now. I, you know, sometimes it's just for the beat, I guess. So, so I'm getting the, I'm hearing it over and over again to kind of get it into my system. And I had an interesting thing maybe a couple of weeks ago as I was uh, listening to this worship song. And now those of you who've heard me, I, I'm not always the, the emotional guy, but this morning on the way up here multiple times, tears are just streaming down my face because of what I believe God wants for some of you this morning. So hang in there. Uh, and if I... If I cry, that's why. Uh, but I'm listening to this song, and it's, I, I have no idea. I, I, I was even listening again today on the way up. I listened like three times to the song. I, I only know parts of what they're even talking about. You know, it's a worship song. I know that. Uh, but at one point in the song, they stop, and he reads a passage of Scripture that I'm going to read to you, not in Spanish, but in, in, I'm going to read to you in just a second. And he reads this passage of scripture that I have probably heard a hundred times. I mean, that's not even an exaggeration. I probably have literally, side note here, people use literally really weird. Like, I literally am going to jump off a cliff. No, you're not. You're not literally going to do that. You're, you're figuratively going to do that. There's a difference in the meaning. But anyways, my, my little soapbox there for a moment. But I probably literally heard this story a hundred times, and I'm hearing that for, uh, he says one phrase, and my mind's like, wait a second, that's what the passage is talking about. Like, Kevin, well, what do you do? It, like, that's what it's about. And I'm going to share it with you in a second. You're going to like, Kevin, I've, I saw that the first time I read it. Okay, that's fine. It's just, you're smart people. Just, just hang with me. It's Good to maybe just be reminded then. So, so feel good for the preacher. He learned something new. And uh, be, be reminded yourself when you hear the story. Uh, the story is found in Matthew chapter 8. And starting in verse 5. And it says, when Jesus entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him asking for help. Lord, he said, my servant lies at home paralyzed, suffering terribly. Jesus said to him, shall I come and heal him? The centurion replied, Lord, I do not deserve to have you come under my roof, but just say the word and the, my servant will be healed. For I myself am a man under authority with soldiers under me. I tell him to this one go and he goes and that one come and he comes and I say to my servant do this and he does it when Jesus heard it he was amazed and said to, to those following him truly I tell you I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith I say to you that many will come from the east and the west and take their places at the feast with Abraham Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven but the subjects of the kingdom will be thrown outside and into darkness where there'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to the centurion, go, let it be done just as you believed it would. And his servant was healed at that moment. This is amazing. Now, you hear the story where Jesus is coming into the town of Capernaum. So just picture with me if you're... Uh, 
there's all this mountain range around Capernaum, and there's the Sea of Galilee uh, right there, and you know, Capernaum's right along the Sea of Galilee, and so Jesus is coming into this town where he's probably been uh, quite a bit uh, over the t- time to get to, to Matthew chapter 8. And he comes in to the town, and he encounters this centurion who was a military leader. Now, let me pause and say... I, I am late to the game. If any of you have seen The Chosen, watch it may be heresy. I don't care. If, if, if you're like in that camp, that's fine. Uh, but for me, it's been like the, uh, this guy's in there, you know, and so I, I'm picturing this guy when I'm right. But the centurion comes up to Jesus. And as he comes up to Jesus, we don't know from Scripture, why he comes up, what he's seen, what about Jesus, whether he's seen some miracles, whether he's heard stories, what what the reason is, but he comes to Jesus and says, I need your help. My servant is at home, paralyzed, suffering terribly. And Jesus has this encounter with this guy, and as he, as he's like, sure, I'll, I'll, shall I come and, I'll come and help you, and I'll heal him. And the centurion says, Lord, I don't deserve to have you come under my roof, but just say the word. And this is, just say the word. And in Spanish, here you go, here's your Spanish lesson for the day. In the Spanish Bible, you don't have to write this down. It's, you don't have to write anything down, I say. Uh, just, but the Spanish thing there says, solo, and I'm not even going to say it right, solo una palabra, only a word, only a word, and things can change. Only a word from Jesus could change your life. One word from Jesus could bring you a miracle. Whatever it is that you look at your life, your circumstances, and you're like, I need a miracle, one word from Jesus could change that. One word to your situation, or even better yet, someone else's situation. He wasn't even coming for his own circumstances. Some of you have people in your life that are far from God. One word from heaven could change their... One, uh, some of you may have people in your life that are running from God or hardened to God. And Jesus could stand at their, their horse knock them off, and in a moment, things would be changed. Quoting, uh, that's what happened to Saul. In a moment, it was changed. Some of you have uh, maybe uh, emotional things that you've been carrying for a long time. One word from Jesus can change it in a moment. 
The thing about even care that I was thinking about as I was coming up here, there's something, and I, I don't know this how this all works out, but there's something about we can actually have, uh, hear what I'm saying, this could, you could take this and make heresy, so just hang with me here. Uh, but there is something about our faith that can impact other people. Jesus saw this man's faith and healed the other person. Jesus saw them lowering, in another story, lowering down uh, this guy on a mat. And it said, Jesus saw their faith and healed the man. God could use your faith to touch someone else. All right, here, let me, here's where I'm really going to mess with you a little bit. And you just sit with this and make your own theology later. All right. Moses on the mountain hey, went to God because God's like, let me strike all these. This is a great story. Hey, let me strike all of the Israelites dead and start again with you. And G, uh, Moses says, he asked them, God, to forgive them. And God does it. That kind of, just think about that. You standing before God on behalf of somebody else and finding, they're finding a change in their life. But the first thing I want you to catch here is what, again, I told you, this is not going to be super, woo, this is, but one word from Jesus can change your life or change the life of those around you. The second thing we see from this is a question, but will you ask Jesus for help? Now, as you can tell, and I've told you already, I'm a nerd and I'm here to be your friend. So I, I'm here to help you. Uh, and so I use my nerdiness in any way that I can to help you in your walk with Jesus. And uh, so I've been playing with artificial intelligence recently. <coughs> hey, you know, just, uh, just as a little side hobby, you know, just uh, or Google or go to artificial intelligence and ask a question. And so uh, hang with me. It's all right. I'm, I'm still saved. But anyways, uh, I, I went and just threw this passage into uh, artificial intelligence and asked for its, you know, some thoughts, which I'm sure they're stealing from some theologian somewhere. But anyway, hey, what he pointed out, he or she, whatever artificial intelligence is, uh, pointed out to me, and I'm going to paraphrase it into my own uh, words, is this person came with a humility. This centurion came with a humility when he came to Jesus. And because he was a man of authority. He could have walked into there and, you know, he even talks about it. He commands people to do this and do that. But he said, I need Jesus. I can't do it on our own, on my own. And we can't do it on our own. We need his help. So often we become so, uh, dare I say, dependent on ourselves for everything. And Jesus is looking us to look to him, to find him as our answer, him as our source, saying, I need you. I'm desperate for you. And we don't have to have it all together to come to Jesus and ask him for help. We don't have to have all the words. We don't have to be super Christians when we pray. 
Now, as a nerd, I, I was like reading this passage and I'm like, you know, this seems like a pretty quick interaction. And so I took out, you don't have to do this, I do this to help you. I, I, I took a, a, you know, Googled a bunch of translations on this passage and then took a stopwatch <laughs> and I read out the centurion's request or spoke it out just kind of and stopwatched it. The majority of the translations, I read it in 26 or so seconds, all that the centurion had to say. And even if you account for, you know, if Greek was twice as long, it's still a 60-second prayer that changed that servant's life. You don't have to have it all together. You bring it to God, and that's where our source is. It's not about us having all the answers. It's about us going to him. In 60 seconds, things can change. In 30 seconds, if we're going to Jesus, everything can be different. You think about it. Jesus is just looking us to go to him and ask for help. It's about the source, not about our power. It's, not a, it's about who he is, not about us, our abilities because he can do, as we just, the first point, one word from him can change everything. But we have to come to him. We have to call to him. Jeremiah 33, 3, call to me and I will answer you. And I will tell you great and unsearchable things that you do not know. It's the calling out to Jesus where we find our answer. Psalms 34, verse 17, the righteous cry out and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. How much do you really want your answer this morning? How much do you really want to see a miracle? Are you willing to call out to him, even if it feels a little uncomfortable? Even if it feels like, I, I know everyone in the room here, I don't feel comfortable. Uh, think about blind Bartimaeus. The story is found, you can read it later, but in Mark chapter 10, there's this guy, uh, Bartimaeus, who's blind, and he hears that Jesus is coming by. And as he hears Jesus is coming by, he begins to call out. He begins to call out for Jesus. And in verse 48, it says, Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet, but he shouted out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. He didn't care what anyone else, because he knew where his answer was coming from. He said, I'm gonna, Son of David, have mercy on me. I need you. Are you desperate for a miracle this morning? Because there's something about there's something about needing him that he's attracted to. He's looking for people who who say, I, I can't do it on my own. And I don't care what anyone else thinks. He's looking at a heart posture saying, you're my source of miracle. You're my source of what God can do. I'm going after you, Jesus. Because you think about it, even the woman with the issue of blood, she didn't even say anything. Again, you can read the story, but this lady's sick for a dozen years, and she hears that Jesus is coming by. She hears of his miracles, and she says, if I just touch the hem of his garment. She didn't even say a word, but she knew where her source was and says, I'm going to push through the crowd. I'm going to take a risk. I'm going to get myself in a vulnerable position, and I'm going to touch him. And when she touched him, she was healed in a moment, in an instant, not because of who she was, but who she went to. And he's looking for you this morning to say, I need you. 
I need you. I don't care what the people say. Shut up. Be quiet. Leave him alone. Blind Bartimaeus didn't care. He said, I want to see. And then again, his prayer was really, he goes to Jesus and, what do you want me to do, Jesus said. The blind man says, I want to see. Zacchaeus, identify with Zacchaeus because it says he was a wee little man. No, I mean, uh, that's the the song. Uh, And Zacchaeus was a wee little man. A wee little man was he. Uh, And he... uh, and I, I just, uh, you know, I feel that. <laughs> uh, but he hears that Jesus is passing by and says, you know what? I can't get short people problems. I can't see Jesus. Uh, I know, you all laugh. You don't understand. But it's, it's, it's a thing, uh, a short people. And so I uh, just imagine uh, there's a tree. I, I don't care that I am this official person. I don't care what people think, I'm climbing a tree. And Jesus sees that and responds to him and says, I'm coming to your house today. Now, I know we're from northern Minnesota, and we don't like to rock the boat at all. We don't like to stand out at all. We like to hide in the cushions. That's who we are. But some of you, if you dare... There's a miracle on the other side. If you would call out to him and say, I need you. I want to see. I want to see. God's been challenging me. I'm going to, I'm going to just interject before I'm, Moving towards our prayer time here, but I want to interject something. I, I realize most of you have been around church for a while, and so uh, I'm going to inter- interject just here some tension that you guys, I was talking to my daughter this week, and she, she was processing some, uh, her spiritual walk with me, and uh, she, she said, sometimes we teach so much to uh, new Christians that we don't bring that, uh, the tension that real disciples of Jesus, followers of Jesus feel after a while of walking. That's very true. So I'm going to interject a tension here. Just uh, Sometimes Jesus answers in a moment, in an instant. Sometimes he calls to us to keep knocking and keep knocking and keep knocking till the answer comes. The key is not the moment or it's not the long time. The key is who you're going to. The key is will you pursue Jesus and go after him until he answers, even if you have to go through the crowd for a while to get there. You pursue him. A couple stories and then I'm going to pray. A few months back, I was teaching a group of pastors on uh, building a culture of prayer in their church. And uh, so I uh, was teaching this idea that we can uh, encourage people to pray whenever 
a circumstance comes up in their church. So sometimes in a sitting like this, we're, you know, sitting out in the foyer or whatever, and people will share a prayer request, and we're like, okay, I'll pray for that. And then we walk away, and we don't actually pray for that. And we, you know, are basically liars in that moment because we let it go out of our head. And so I encourage them to set an example and just take 60 seconds and pray right then. Uh, because something... Uh, Sometimes the reason we don't do that when someone comes up to us, at least me, is like we think we have to have this hour prayer meeting when they share their need. And so I'm like, I'm not going to take, you know, service is about to start or whatever. I don't, I, or I just feel awkward taking it, you know. So I'm like, just take 60 seconds and pray right then. Just do it right there and see what happens. And so I'm teaching this group of pastors. We're in this gym and we're uh, uh, after I'm done teaching, we're going to ha have pizza. And so the, the guy, lady in charge uh, breaks us into groups of three, and uh, we're going to just pray together, and then we'll go have pizza. And so I'm in this group with this two other pastors, and we're uh, just going to uh, we, we have, share our needs or whatever. And then uh, and they have both shared church needs. And so as we're getting up from there to go get our pizza, this one pastor is like, um, you know, I've been sick for the last four weeks. And... Uh, uh, you know, I've just been struggling with this sickness on, on and on for the last four weeks. And in my head, you know, you know, super spiritual Kevin, dude, we just, you know, you could have just shared that over there. We're on our way to get pizza. You know, uh, this is our, we're on the pizza line now, you know, listen, uh, and I'm like, also, I just taught this thing to not you know, pass up the moment. You're calling my integrity on the line. You know, like, I got to pray now or we're, you know, people are going to have problems, you know. So I, I'm like, okay, let's pray. So me and the other pastor, we prayed a 30 to 60 second prayer. I mean, we're the pizza. We're standing by the pizza. And as we're waiting, and I emailed the guy a couple of days later and I, just to follow up because I just met him. And he's like, I never felt, uh, I, I feel better than I felt in four weeks. 30 to 60 second prayer. And then I, maybe a month or so ago, I was teaching at my home church with the prayer team there. And the, after I get done, I told the story uh, to them. And after I'm done, I'm down in the foyer of the uh, of our home church, and I'm looking for my daughter because it's to leave, you know. And and one of the ladies comes up to me, and we're just chit chatting for a second, and she's like, "You got 60 seconds." And I, okay, we know where this is going. And so she says all of a sudden that she was getting this pain, and all of a sudden uh, that there's uh, she's getting a pain in her neck and her uh, her back and her. Teeth and uh, and doesn't know what it is or the source of it. And again, I, I'm just chit chatting with her for a few minutes while I look for my daughter. Like, okay, thirty to sixty second prayer. And she, I emailed her the next day to find out how it was going, and she said much better. Still had the toothache, so she went to the dentist, and there's a whole other part of the message there. But the ear pain and the pain in the back of the neck left. Thirty to sixty second. Prayer. And I don't tell you that to like, ooh, look at Kevin, actually the opposite. I was not in a like, ooh, preacher mode at either of those situations. I wasn't like, wow. But we go to our source. 
And in an instant, in a moment, things can change. We call out to him. We don't have to have all the answers. In a moment, in an instant, things can change. This morning, before we close, some of you can experience an encounter with Jesus. We're not, we're not going to do a big, you can all breathe, because uh, you're like, oh, the evangelist is going to do something weird now. Uh, just relax, okay? Uh, we're just going to take a moment and turn our focus towards Jesus. And I'm going to... I'm. I just wanted to pause to make sure I was doing what we're supposed to do. Uh, I'm just going to lead you through in a, in a second. I'm, so we'll skip the song at the end. Uh, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to just lead you in a short prayer time. So then you don't even have to worry about, uh, you know. And I, I'm just going to walk you through like four areas, 60 seconds or so each. And in those moments, I want you to reach out to Jesus. If you want to lift your voice, if you're daring enough to lift your voice for, well, and here's a good place to start, by the way. If you're, if you're like never prayed out loud before, I may have taught this before, but if you've never prayed out loud before, the easiest place to start is just pray loud enough that you can hear yourself. <coughs> Don't try to, you know, you're over there trying to let these people hear. Just, just pray loud and just call out. Maybe in a month from now, you can be blind Bartimaeus, okay? And, and call out from the back. I don't care, whatever. I want to see. You know, that may be you later. But start somewhere, all right? And so I'm just going to walk you through. And, and I believe a miracle can happen. Some of you are going to raise a, uh, your voice for people that are not in this room. And this week, you're going to hear a miracle. You're going to, part of the reason I was so emotional on the way up here is because I just need to inspire your faith enough to call out to him. And some of you are going to see miracles this week. Some things that you've prayed, think about it, how long was blind Bartimaeus Praying for something, like wanting a change in his eyesight. But in a moment with Jesus, everything changed. What if for the rest of your life, you're talking about the 4th of July week that the miracle happened? You stand with me. I was down in Princeton, Illinois. This is not in my notes. This is just you getting ready to, uh, to pray. So uh, I was down in Princeton, Illinois, May, I think. And the pastor, we were at lunch, him and his wife afterwards. And he was talking about a regular Sunday night. He had uh, muscular dystrophy. And God just spoke to him that he was going to be healed that night. And this was decades ago. He threw away, I mean, it was the, the amazing miracle that God did in a moment, in an instant, on an ordinary Sunday night. I pray you don't even remember that it was me who spoke, but you're telling stories about this moment because you called out to Jesus and he touched you. So I'm just, hey, you can just bow your heads, and I'm just going to lead you through uh, a few areas of prayer, and we're going to call out to God, and you ask Jesus in your own words, in your own way, you reach out to him and see what he would do.
Lord, we come to you now. We push through the crowd of everyone else in the room. We push through the crowd of our mind and the distractions of this moment, and we're looking at you, Jesus. We know that one word from you can change our life. And so we're coming to you in this moment asking for your miracle, your touch, your anointing, your power, your strength. Lord, only a word can change things. So, Lord, in this moment, we first of all reach out for you, for anyone in the room who needs a physical healing, or you're reaching out on behalf of someone else that you know that needs a physical touch from heaven. Lord, you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. You have healed even in this year. I've seen it in my, through my own life, so you can do it again. And so we reach out to you. We ask you to touch our body. We ask you to touch the bodies of people uh, that we know, that we love, that are hurting right now. They're in physical pain. We ask for miracles, Lord, for healing on all sorts of parts of our body in a moment, in an instant. You did it again and again, and we're asking you to do it today. In this moment, just say the word, Lord. Just say the word, and things can change in a moment, in an instant. Lord, I, the second area I pray for is people who are far away from you or are running from you. Lord, in this moment, faces are coming to our mind of people who are far or running from you. You can do in a moment, in an instant. Lord, I pray for knocking some people off their horses encounter with you. I pray for dreams and visions this week for our friends and family. Lord, you've done, you're doing that all over the world. Do it in our lives. You're giving dreams and visions to Muslims and Hindus and Buddhists. Lord, do it in atheists and agnostics in the United States, people in our family who are running from you. In a moment, in an instant, you can change their life. Lord, we bring to you now things that we're carrying emotionally. Anxiety, worry, despair, Things on the inside that maybe the people even sitting next to us don't know about. One word from heaven can bring peace that passes all understanding. To guard our heart and our mind in Christ Jesus. Lord, I pray for anyone suffering from anxiety in the room. I pray that anxiety would be broken as they turn and cast their cares on you. Worry to be calmed. I pray for a peace peace, O oh God. Where there's despair, I pray that hope would arise as they fix their eyes on you. Hope would arise in the room where there's feelings of that this is now is forever. Lord, you can do in a moment, in an instant. You can change things. Lord, and if there's anything else that people are just carrying in this moment, there are things that are in their mind, that they're, they're, that miracle that I haven't touched on, I haven't mentioned, but it's been in their mind the whole time I've been speaking. I pray that a word from heaven, a word from heaven over their circumstance. Lord, I pray Jesus over this congregation. I pray Jesus over these individuals. I pray Jesus over circumstances that seem to not change. I pray, Jesus, 
you would walk into their circumstances and draw people. And I'll play, pray one last thing before my closing part of the prayer. I pray for the people in this room who need a new adventure. They've been walking in church and it's gotten boring. I pray for miracle workers to be raised up in this room. People who would be used in signs and wonders out there. Lord, I pray for the young people that you would use them in signs and wonders and miracles, that they would be called to the assignments you have for them. Lord, I pray that there would be in this room a new pushing in after you to go, not just surviving Christianity, but going in after everything you have. And so, Lord, now as I, I close this service, I pray a blessing on this congregation. I pray that over this week you, they would hear from each other the miracles that you have done. And if they don't get the miracle this week, they would say, I don't care, I'm going after Jesus till the answer comes because you are our source. You are the one we go after. Lord, we pray for Gary and Carrie and all those at family camp. Lord, I pray for refreshing. I pray for uh, encouragement. I pray for divine appointments along, around the campground. Everywhere uh, that we set our feet, I pray, oh God, this church would be used by you. So bless them, I pray, as they go from this place. Use them for your kingdom. Jesus, we're going after you. So bless us now, I pray, as we leave this place. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a great rest of your Sunday. <laughs> <laughs>